G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Coming up today on The Story. The first time I ever started seeing the indirect effect of gaming in a faith space was while I was working as youth pastor. I remember sitting on a couch playing a video game that we both knew, but we were so familiar with the game that our conversation had nothing to do with the game. And it was amazing because I was able to share the gospel with this person. The Story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, Kieran Scaria, otherwise known as Pastor Scar, has a unique ministry to online gamers. That's right, he's been able to combine his love for youth ministry with his love for video games. How did he do it? And how is he able to reach out to non-Christians through his unorthodox ministry? We'll find out today as Eric Scadabo has a chat with Kieran who's joining us from his home studio in Sydney, where his online streaming program is produced. Kieran Scaria, welcome to the program. Hey, mate, thank you so much for having me. I am looking forward to hearing your story, but first, could you just describe where you are sitting in your home studio? Yeah, so where I'm sitting right now has multiple lights, multiple cameras, multiple screens, acoustic foam around me, and uh, lots of things that need deeper explanation. (laughs) Yeah, so lights and bells and whistles, and it's all happening right there. And where is that in your house? It is literally in the living room right now. We're in a temporary uh, accommodation situation, so uh, right now I'm set up in the living room. And if people went to your online streaming channel, this is what they would hear. Yo, Rip K and Callum, thank you both for the follow. God bless you both and welcome to the Scar Fan. Great to have you here. Right now, Quack in the lead. Never mind, Caleb Gomez. Oh, look at this. The mod trio. I called it. Look at them. Look at them. So that's a little bit of you in action. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, it is. So you really have to have a lot of energy because you go on for like two, three hours at a time. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's nonstop. You know, it's a live show. So, you know, I can't just walk away and go take a break and come back. There's no co-host here. So it can be taxing, but the results, the fruit is very much worthwhile. Now, I should say, and I've told you this before, but I didn't know anything about this, but I heard about your ministry. So I went on this thing called Twitch, which I didn't even know what a Twitch was. And I looked up Pastor Scar and I thought that there was just a video there, but I wanted to ask you for an interview. So I started to type in the chat. And to my surprise, all of a sudden I hear you say, and welcome to eSkatebo, I think you said. And I'm like, what, what, this is live. (laughs) Yeah, it can be a, an interesting experience when you don't realize something's live and then all of a sudden the, the guy on the video starts welcoming you by name. And so uh, I'm glad you got to experience that. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. So I had no idea. And then I think you had like a marble race or something I participated in. It was all kinds of fun and games, kind of like youth ministry. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. And as we'll find out in your story, youth ministry is your background. So we're going to get into all that. But let's begin at the start. Where were you born and raised? Um, I was born in Sydney, Australia, 1992, if I recall correctly. No, obviously, <laughs> I don't remember it. But um, yeah, I was born in Sydney. My family are originally from India, though, and mm-hmm. they moved here before I was born. Okay. And was faith a part of your family growing up? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, my family raised me in Christian faith, taking me to church and all of those different pieces. I actually did call myself a Christian from, you know, a very, very young age. However, I didn't feel like I was really living it and really taking it seriously until the later part of high school when I started to go, you know what? I think this actually matters. Mm-hmm. For me, essentially the way that happened, ironically enough, was from me looking around at the world and at culture and at different people that I knew were Christians and going, oh man, they're just not living it out. Like, you know, if only they were. And it was one of those self-reflection moments to go, well, hold on. How can I think someone else isn't living it out when I also am not living it out? Maybe on the public front, it looks like I am, you know, I know the Sunday school answers and mm-hmm. all of those things, but really behind the scenes, like I was hurting on the inside. I wasn't living the life that I knew I should have been. And so one day in late high school, I kind of made that decision where I was like, I'm either in or I'm out. Like I'm either going to take this seriously and let my faith affect my entire life or I need to really think, is, is this faith real for me? And I did make the decision that I'm, I'm going in and I'm going all in, uh, which funnily enough, although unrelated to my current ministry role and what I'm doing, was also coinciding with my first taste of digital ministry, uh, which is now where I spend the, the bulk of my time. Yeah. So tell us about your first exploration into digital ministry. Well, to be honest, I accidentally fell into it. It wasn't even a, yeah, here's some digital ministry I'm going to form or blah, blah, blah. But myself and a couple of friends came up with this term one day um, for the kingdom. FTK is what we referred to it as. And we just thought it was really cool because what we meant by that when we would say it was whatever we're doing, let's do it in a way that honors God. Let's live FTK, let's live for the kingdom. And so we just started using the term in the schoolyard. And then we ended up making a Facebook page and then just putting up some posts, encouraging people, very simply encouraging people to be genuine with their faith. And from there, it spurred on something that ended up having thousands of people involved in this. And people were writing it on their school books. And, you know, FTK just became this huge thing. We were selling t shirts and using wow. that money to buy Bibles, to then give those Bibles to other students that didn't have a Bible of their own and all kinds of things. It was really incredible. And for me, it was something that was bizarre because it was happening from home. It wasn't on a grandstand. It was using the online space, Facebook Mm -hmm. particularly at the time. And all of a sudden we were seeing an immense amount of reach and a lot of people sending praise points about how much this movement was helping them and encouraging them to really live for the kingdom of God every day. And then also for you personally, you wanted to grow in your faith. What did you do? Yeah. So in 2010, Mm -hmm. I decided to go to Bible college and start studying God's word at a deeper level. I did a bachelor of ministry and that kind of thing to just continue my knowledge and understanding of the Bible. But also by that point, I knew full well that God was calling me to a full-time ministry stance. And so because of that, it meant you know, I go to Bible college and and I do that. And I thought, you know, three-year degree and then accreditation studies afterwards. So give it maybe four or five years total if Mm -hmm. I don't do it full time. So in my mind, I was like, maybe by the time I'm 22, 23 years old, I might be able to get a job working as a pastor at a church and go from there. But yeah, God had a different plan as he kind of uh, pushed me into it sooner than I expected. Yeah. Well, what happened? As a 19-year-old, 2011, 19-year-old, I've barely completed two years of my degree. 
Um, my church saw my calling and, and giftings in that space. And they basically said, look, we've got a role for you. If you want to be youth pastor here, we would love to give you that opportunity. And that was a huge blessing. And so from there, I was able to step into that. This also meant in my mind, stopping um, the FTK side of things and, mm-hmm. and what I was doing in that space um, simply because I didn't want to burn out. Thankfully, I had been taught about that from an early age. So mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to overcommit and burn out. So because I had this pastoral role now at a church, I decided, you know, FTK is going to be paused there. I'm going to step into this church space, which is what I felt God calling me to. And then from 2012, I was a youth pastor there, started off a day or two a week, um, eventually up to full-time serving as associate pastor there. And, and that's where I was leading ministry and doing things for the next eight years. So obviously, you know how to relate to young people, well, being a young person yourself, but you know the ingredients and what goes into good youth ministry. I love, I love youth ministry. I've always had a heart for the next generation mm-hmm. and meeting young people where they are. It's what I still continue to do to this day. It's what I felt called to do then. And even when I did feel called to that ministry space, I felt like God was calling me very specifically to a lifetime of youth ministry and not youth ministry as a stepping stone to then do something else. Okay, so you love youth ministry and you also love gaming. Is there some way you could combine the two? (laughs) (laughs) Funny that you asked that. Um, Yeah, so so I've grown up as a gamer. So we've had a PlayStation 1, then 2, then 3. From the time that I could walk, I had a controller in my hand. Maybe not that extreme, but um, regardless, it's always been something for me, but it's always been this side hobby, you know, just a little bit of, I need some brainless downtime. Okay, cool. Now I can unwind. All right, and now get on to the next thing. But the first time I ever started seeing the, I guess the indirect effect of gaming in a faith space was while I was working as youth pastor at youth group. I still remember one young person who is still a close friend of mine to this day. And I remember sitting on a couch with both of us with a controller in hand playing a video game that we both knew, but we were so familiar with the game that our conversation had nothing to do with the game. You know, our hands and our eyes were on that game and we were doing that. But as we would do that, I would be like, so how was your week? And they would be like, oh, yeah, you know, this is going on. And and our dialogue is just completely separate from the actual gameplay. Mm. But the game is what caused us to sit there next to each other and, and commit that time to, to having this dialogue. It was kind of like having our hands do something while our heads and our hearts are in a different space. And it was amazing because I was able to share the gospel with this person. And this person is now a committed Christian. And, and a lot of our discipleship journey was in a weird way structured around gaming, although they didn't get saved because of the game, obviously. Mm-hmm. But that was in the room and it was it was a part of what was going on. And so for me, I always thought it works. I could see that it had worked. I had experienced that firsthand, but I didn't think it was expandable because I'm like, you know, the couch is only so big and I've only got two <laughs> controllers. Yeah. I can do this one at a time, but there's no way to do that at a wider scale until I discovered gaming in the live streaming space through what you mentioned already, Twitch. And that's when I realized, hold on. Is there a way we can expand the couch? You're listening to The Story. Today, Eric Scadabo is chatting with Kieran Scaria, who's sharing his life journey and how he developed his unique ministry to online gamers. We'll hear more of his story, including how he met his wife at a Krispy Kreme donut shop. All that and more is coming up when we return. 
the story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401-132-888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. Today, Eric Scadabo is chatting with Kieran Scaria, who's better known as Pastor Scar, on his online streaming channel. Kieran is sharing his life journey and how he developed a unique ministry to online gamers. We'll hear more about his outreach to the online gaming community in just a moment, but first, we'll hear about his wife, Sarah, and how they met in 2016. We love each other dearly. We're both actively involved in in ministry and in this ministry. Sarah has a huge heart for missions and reaching people with the gospel. So we're very aligned in that capacity. But yeah, 2016 is where that happened. Um, in fact, fun fact of the day to the listeners, wherever you are, if you get a chance, feel free to Google the words Krispy Kreme couple and huh. you'll see some backstory on our wedding because it went a bit viral when we got married. Because of the story of how we met, Sarah was working at Krispy Kreme. I was a customer that went in after church one day and uh, boom, we got married. Um, Not then and there. um, (laughs) Yeah, and Krispy Kreme head office loved the story so much that they spread it like wildfire. We were on our honeymoon getting phone calls from radio stations being like, can we get an interview? We want to know the story. So uh, that was a bizarre series of events. But yeah, Krispy Kreme couple right there. Krispy Kreme couple. Okay, I'm definitely going to have to look up that. Yeah, back in 2016. Okay, and as you mentioned, she's very supportive of your ministry. Let's find out, how did you go from being a youth pastor to being what you are now, an online gaming type pastor? Yeah, totally. So again, I started working at my church in 2012 at a staff capacity, that is. Um, by 2018, I've been on staff for six years. Things are going really well. The youth ministry is is thriving um, and it's amazing. But I remember having this moment where there I was after work. My standard routine was I would finish work. So I'd wrap up at church. I would come home. And depending on the day, if it was a very taxing day, which sometimes it can be pastoral care calls and the like, I would just need to have some downtime before I get into everything else that needs to happen. And and Sarah, my wife, wasn't home from work yet. And so I, I remember what I would do is I'd go, all right, I'll, I'll fire up the PlayStation. I'll play something for a little bit and then get on with life. And so I remember thinking one day, I wonder, is there a way that I could use this downtime in a way that would still be, you know, relaxing and and allow me to unwind? But I wonder if there's a way that I can share my faith in this space Mm -hmm. as well. And there's more backstory as to how that line of thinking came about. But nonetheless, I um, decided, well, what's the harm? I'll hit the go live button and live stream this process. Um, And if no one shows up, then no harm done. I was going to be doing this anyway, so I'm not adding any extra time to my calendar. Mm -hmm. Um, But if someone does show up, then I'll see if I can share the gospel. So I did exactly that. And um, for a good while, no one showed up and it was just me doing my downtime and that was it. And it all changed one day when, you know, the, the viewership number clicked over from zero to one and someone had somehow stumbled across this live stream. And without going into too much of the personal details of the conversation, this person shared with me uh, a lot of really crazy things that had gone on in, in their life. And all of a sudden they were pouring out to me with full anonymity. So I didn't know what they looked like. Mm-hmm. I didn't know their real name. I didn't know what they sounded like. None of that. But 
they asked me, what do I do for a job? Um, I mean, they asked me if I do this for a job. So I said, no, I don't, I don't live stream for a job. I work at a church. Then they shared their experiences of church and their lack of being at church for a number of years and the reasons why. And all of a sudden we were deep diving into serious faith conversations and helping this person unpack some of those things that hadn't really been touched on or talked about for a number of years. And all of a sudden, you know, after this chat, it dawned on me that if I wasn't in this space doing this, then how would that conversation have happened? This person had already told me they had given up on the church. They were no longer going back to church. But all of a sudden we met them where they were mm-hmm. and we were able to have that conversation and have them open up to, to things of faith. And, and I called my wife after that and I was just like, Sarah, there's, there's something in this. Because if I walked past this person on the street, I wouldn't recognize them. I wouldn't know them. And if all we're doing is saying, hey, come into our church, this person made up their mind six years ago. Like me just saying, come to my church isn't going to necessarily do that for this particular individual. Mm -hmm. It will for many, but for this particular individual, we needed to meet them where they were and where they were was the online gaming spaces. And so from there started a journey of just doing research and going, okay, how many gamers are there worldwide? And how big is this mission field really? And going, okay, who else is in this space? How do we do this? Is there a way to do this? And that all started the birth of what is now the Pastor Scar live streaming channel and all of that. So again, that was 2018. Um, and from there, it went from reaching one person to you know tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people since then that we have connected with and, and been able to share the gospel with. Wow, that's fantastic. So if somebody's new to this online gaming world, which... I certainly was when I stumbled onto your your Twitch page. A good way of thinking about it is it's kind of like a live TV program that's interactive. Is that a good summation? That's an incredible summation. Well done. Um, Yes, (laughs) that's exactly it. You know, for all intents and purposes, it functions like a TV show with different camera shots and sound effects and lighting and graphics and overlays and all these different things that go into it at the production level. But the difference is that it's not something that's pre-packaged and put together and here's the final result with all the outtakes removed and all that. But instead, it's the framework of that TV show, Mm -hmm. but in a live element where people can come in. And in the same way that you did when you typed in the chat and I called you out by name and welcomed you and said, hey, it's so great to have you here. It freaked me out, yeah. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's it's that experience, right? Of being able to go, wow, okay, this is different. But what that does is it means that in the same way that you were able to have that conversation with me just like that, so can everyone else. And Mm -hmm. all of a sudden we can have genuine dialogue. And so we make specific time for specific things. Sometimes we are playing video games and sometimes we've got people coming in saying, hey, could you be praying for me for this reason? Mm -hmm. We'll stop the game and we'll pray for that person then and there. We have times where we do a sermon segment with guest preachers from around the world and you know we can just deep dive into God's word together. Mm -hmm. We, We have different spaces for so many things. And sometimes we're not doing any gameplay at all. You know, we, we're just sitting and, and talking and just having great conversation. So although Twitch is a gaming platform, really the way that this live stream works, gaming plays a similar role to what playing soccer does at your standard youth group. Do you play soccer the entire time? No. Do you play soccer? Absolutely. Because kids want to play soccer and, and it's <laughs> yeah. a great thing to do. So in the same way, we'll play some games, but that's not all we're doing by any standard. And it, it has its role in what we do. So it's a unique and, and really beautiful space. Yeah. So we should add that not only is it a interactive TV show, kind of, but it's also you're doing youth ministry in a sense online. Very much so. Very, very much so. It is very directly ministry and 
we have a safe ministry team that makes sure that what we do is accountable and, and that we've got systems, policies and procedures in place to keep everyone safe. But in that youth ministry space, I think one misconception is that gamers are young people. Mm-hmm. Which I know sounds crazy because like, well, of course they are. When I look at my nephew, he's always playing games. Yes, <laughs> but there are so many people in our community that are not students. They're not young people. There are people in our community who are grandparents that once upon a time used to go to the arcade when that was a thing and that was their mode. And all of a sudden, some of the things that we're playing and some of the things that we're doing just tick a box for them that goes, hey, you know what? I, I actually enjoy this space. There are people that are introverted and don't really want the social interaction in the way that others find energizing, Mm -hmm. but can jump into this space and go, okay, great. I can just be myself. You know, it's just a beautiful space and it's so unique and the, the age groups are vast, but yes, in many ways, it will feel like a youth ministry. Now, the thing is, I was only listening for a short amount of time, but while I was, I heard somebody say, hey, what is a pastor? That's the beautiful thing about what you're doing. You're getting all these people who have no church background at all. We have viewers from close to 100 different nations around the world. Wow. And some of those don't have access to a physical local church for a variety of reasons. And sometimes it is purely proximity. It's our in the town I live, there isn't one or there only is one. And it's not one that we can go to for whatever reason that might be. But here, we have people that have come in and said, what is a pastor? You know, the people that have just never even heard of any of these things before. And we are the first point of connection, that first interaction with anything Christianity faith-based. And what a blessing that is because we're able to do that, like we talked about, from the home studio, mm-hmm. sitting right here in a living room. And all of a sudden, we're connecting in with someone on the other side of the planet that this is just such a foreign concept to like, oh, it's such a blessing. Yeah. Well, let's get real basic here. You're on twitch.tv. What is that? Yeah. So twitch.tv is a live streaming platform. It's owned by Amazon um, and it's the biggest live streaming platform as far as gamer centric content goes. So if you imagine YouTube, which everyone's familiar with, Mm -hmm. imagine YouTube, but instead of you scrolling through and clicking on a video and watching that video, you scroll through a bunch of live feeds. So whichever one you click on, there is someone live streaming on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. And they come in all different shapes and sizes, as just like YouTube does. Obviously, no two videos are alike. Um, in the same way, no two Twitch channels are alike, although they may be similar. But that's essentially what it is. It's, it's the video that talks back and that interacts in real time. So Twitch is used to upload pre-existing content. And the beautiful thing is people are going on channels and trying out different channels all the time. So you're getting a lot of people stumbling on you. Yeah, absolutely we are. And because of things like this radio show right now and and different things like that, we we have an opportunity to connect with people and really invest in people's lives. We've had some that have joined us because they've heard about this ministry on the radio or in, you know, different places and they've gone wow, I actually need that. Or rather, my son needs that or my my nephew needs that. Or, you know, people are going, hey, there are lots of gamers out there, like literal billions. Um, as of August of, of 2021, that number is 3.24 billion people wow. worldwide that are considered, that are gamers. Um, that's a huge number yeah. considering the world's population um, at that same time is 7.9 billion. So, you know, Statistically, this is huge. And so many people are finding this by going, 
I know someone who is a gamer, but I don't think they've got any sort of faith connection at all. So when they connect in with us, all of a sudden we go, we can meet them where they are in their world, but then bring in a faith element that says, hey, we're going to support you and care for you while you're in these spaces that you were going to be in anyway, but we're going to give you a healthy framework to do that. Well, unfortunately, we're quickly running out of time, but you are now doing this full-time. This is what you do. This is your full-time gig. Yeah, yeah. So as of the uh, end of 2019, after eight years of being on staff at my local church, this ministry just was expanding and growing to a point where I knew, once again, similar to how I stepped out of FTK and into my church role, um, I knew that if I was trying to juggle both of these things, I would have burnt out. It just wouldn't have been helpful. Um, My church role had a lot of responsibilities and a lot of requirements. And then all of a sudden, this ministry then started reaching thousands of people. And I realized that just pastoral care needs alone, this is taking a significant amount of time. And it, it wasn't going to work that way. So after praying and, you know, thinking it through and, and really seeking God, my wife and I made a, a faith decision to step out of my employed capacity um, at my local church. So from my full-time job, we stepped out of that. Um, and as of the start of 2020, decided with no salary, no pay, other than Sarah's income, um, we would pioneer in this ministry space and build this um, to a point where it can be one day financially sustainable, not just for myself, but for a wider, expansive team of people reaching gamers globally with the gospel. And and what a blessing that is. But yeah, so start of 2020, funnily enough, before COVID-19 <laughs> was a thing, <laughs> yeah. is when God called me to step into the online spaces as a ministry, meaning a few months later, when all of a sudden everyone's going to lockdown and every church is forced to go online. Mm -hmm. We had already been in those spaces at a part-time level, at least since 2018. Um, We had already been in those spaces. So all of a sudden I was able to personally connect in with a number of churches and help them go into the digital world and help them go, all right, this is how you go live. This is how you do that. Um, and and play a bit more of a consulting kind of role with many churches around the globe, which is a huge blessing. And I'm glad that God's timing shaped this to be able to invest in others in that way. Wow, it's very exciting. Thank you so much, Pastor Scar, for sharing your story with us today. Thanks, mate. Really appreciate the time. Well, what a fascinating ministry that Kieran Scaria has developed. I really have to give him credit for thinking outside the box and coming up with a creative ministry It's really meeting people where they're at, playing video games. As Paul says in the Bible, To the weak I became weak, to win the weak I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some. And that is certainly what Pastor Scar is doing, using all possible means so that he might save someone. So if you're into playing online games or have a family member or friend who is, Why not check out Pastor Scar's ministry and his online streaming channel? To find out more, simply go to his website, pastorscar.com. That's S-K-A-R, pastorscar.com. Once there, you can follow the link to his Twitch page where you can see his online streaming channel. And also, you can book a call if you want to have a chat with him or have him pray with you. Once again, that's pastorscar.com. Well, thanks for joining us today for Pastor Scar's story and the story of his unique gaming ministry. I really think he's onto something there. Until next time, I'm Jimmy Colfax encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. At that time, 
um, when I went to see the renal specialist, he said, your kidneys are down to 22%, which is very low. And then he said, you need to monitor your kidneys. So this was around September 2018. By January 2019, my kidneys were down to, to 15% and they were still on, they are just on freefall. Andrew Grace was going to Bible college when one health challenge after another came his way to the point where he is now waiting for a kidney transplant. But instead of throwing in the towel and giving up on his pursuits, he's decided to press on with his biblical studies and has even taken up ballroom dancing. We'll hear Andrew's inspiring story next time. The Story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life.